Did you hear what Seth said? Did you hear what Seth said? Did you hear what Seth said? You want to open up with some prayer? Sure, bro. So, Father God, we just we just thank you, Lord, for this divine appointment that you have set in advance, Father God. Um, my God, I just pray that uh, me and said we just we just come into agreement. We just pray that it just touches one soul today that needs to hear this, Father God. We just ask you to have your way, Holy Spirit, and and make us more sensitive to you, Holy Spirit, because you're always around. We just want to be more sensitive to you today. Uh, help us to be bold in Christ Jesus. We pray. Amen. Amen, Amen bro. That's great. All right, here we go. I'm two for two. Let's see if I can get it again. And here we go. What's up, Mike? What's going on, bro? Yeah, nothing much, man. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate oh, yeah. you. I appreciate sure. the invite, man. Yeah, absolutely, dude. So uh, the, the way that it's, so I want to start it off by talking about how the way that we met. And uh, so we both get our hair cut at the same place. Mm -hmm. By the way, you look fresh. I haven't got mine done appreciate yet. Appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but we both get our haircuts done at the same place. And... Uh, you know, it's what's weird about it though is that we get our haircuts done not at normal hours, okay? Right. So that's what's that's what's one that's number one that's strange about it, right? That I've been thinking about. <laughs> and then uh, the other one is is that so that that's one we get our haircut done at different hours. I'm always kind of coming in the morning. Usually I come in the morning, right? right? So it's morning time. I'm going. I actually wasn't gonna go that morning. This is what's crazy. I wasn't gonna go that morning. I woke up and I was like, man. I woke up late and I'm like, dude, you're going to rush there. You're going to, you know, obviously it causes for other things to happen if you're rushing, whatever. Right, right. So I was like, man, I'm not, I'm not going to go. And then, uh, something in me said, you know, you made a commitment to, you know, to Jay, you need to go. Like you, you get up and go. Right. 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 So I'm like, all right, I'll go. So I get up, I hurry up real quick, you know, hurry up and get, I get over there. And then, um, you were there and I was just like, huh. And you're getting your haircut done, right? Never seen you before. And I was just like, okay. And then, uh, <laughs> so I'm like sitting there and I'm hearing y'all talk or whatever. And I, I want to like engage, but I'm like, nah, I'm just going to let them have their conversation, right? So I'm just chilling on my phone. And then when you go outside, when you go outside, you went outside to get something or do something. Uh, Jay calls me uh, by my name, like my real name. He calls me, uh, well, I say my real name, but like he calls me, he says, Cedric, uh, come on, come here. And I was like, what? Like, cause he don't, he don't ever talk. Yeah. He don't call me that. Yeah. <laughs> that's my, that's my, uh, that's my legal name, bro. You should, what you doing? That's my slave name. Nah. So he, he's like, Cedric, come here. Cause he always calls me big Ced or something. <clears throat> and, uh, but his voice and his tonality was just different. He, he it's like a, it was like a father talking to a son. He, he's never spoke to me like that in that direct tone not like a boy like right, hey, right. hey bro come on you know and uh so when you come back in or no while you're outside doing what you're doing he says uh he says uh hey, that's that's mike man he, he's a real good guy he's been through you know a lot and he's just like kind of like chuckles and laughs right <laughs> and he's just like dude the dude's been through a lot and i was like oh yeah i was like man we all have like yeah, he's like Jay no knows yeah what's up. Jay knows what's up. yeah he's like no we've been through a lot man and or he has and uh real good guy or whatever so then you come back in and then that's when he was like you know mike said said mike and then i was like what's up and you're like i'm mike gonzalez nice to meet you right or michael yes you said michael gonzalez I was like yeah good to meet you man and then um <clears throat> you know jason says Jason says, uh, 
you know, uh, just immediately just like said, I didn't know what was going to happen, but the Holy Spirit kind of told me he's going to pray for you. Like, or maybe he does. I don't know, but it kind of felt it. Right. And I was like, okay, that's just weird. So I was like, I don't know. And, and so then Jay says, Cedric Scott, uh, just really got, I think he said something along the lines, like he just got injured or he's hurt right now. Yeah. yeah he got injured. Yeah. He yeah. Got, had some things going on. Yeah. Some, some things going on in his life. He needs uh, some prayer. And then also I have, he had this court case coming up or whatever. He's right, like, right. he needs a blessing and some prayer over his, you know, court case coming up on whatever. And immediately, boom, he took off and you started praying for us. And what I thought was crazy was in that prayer, you don't know me. I don't know you for the record. We, we don't know each other okay. at all. Like this is our actually our first encounter together, like mm -hmm. true encounter to sit down meeting each other. And you immediately go into the prayer, bro. And you're like, like you said, you don't know me. So you're, 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 you're talking about Lord, like, you know, we come together, you know, and you, you started off right. But then it was just what I remember from the prayer was you started talking about, this is just the start of his race. He's just beginning. He has like, or something like that. He, you know, he's not even at, he's not at the finish line yet, whatever. You had no idea that I heard this due to, I was training for a race. I was training for an Ironman. You know what I mean? You had no idea. That's what blew my, so bro, imagine dude, I'm like, I'm in it. I'm holding the hand or I'm, you know, we're locked in on arms and, and I'm sitting there, I'm thinking like, I just feel like a wash, bro. Like the Holy spirit over me. And I'm just like, Crazy. I, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. And I wasn't even going to come today. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just crazy. Right, right. And then you started off in there in the beginning. You said, Lord, you know, it's there's nothing wrong with you, God. You're perfect. There, what's wrong is whenever we deviate from your plan or deviate from what you have, basically, it was a, I'm paraphrasing, you deviate from where we're, we're trying to, where you want us to go, we deviate from that path. Right. And I was like thinking, that's why I'm here in my, with my collarbone break, because I was deviating from his path. And man, I'm just like, like, and then you asked for a healing too. You're like, you know, have the Holy Spirit, you know, come into him now and more. And you're like, more, more. And it was just like, I felt it every time Crazy, of yeah. like receiving it, dude. I was receiving it. I was like, this is insane. And then so you leave, right? We're done. You pray for Jay. You, you leave. And then Jay and I just kind of like, I was quiet, bro. <laughs> when I say I was quiet, dude, I was quiet in that chair. I was like, I was just like. You know, usually just, I'm talkative, bro. Usually hear crickets chirping, chirping, dude. Just letting it, <laughs> more or less, just letting it water, dude. I was just like, hey, I'm gonna let that soak in for a little bit. I don't even want to talk. I, I just want to feel this moment, you know. And then uh, like let it soak in. And then Jay was like, you know, I'm gonna get his number for you. And then you know, you should have him. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'd love to have him on the podcast. And then he was like, yeah, dude, he he'd be he'd probably love to come on the show. And then uh, brings us to where we're at now. Exactly. Yeah. You know, which is crazy. So <laughs> thank you for coming on the show. Hey, of course, bro. A uh, big intro, but uh, thank you for coming on the show, man, and uh, taking the time out. I know you got family and stuff, so just appreciate it. And um, But just to start off, if we could just give a little, like, who you are and um, just kind of like what you do and, and, and um, what you have been doing, you know, with uh, your walk with God. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so, of course, my name is Michael Gonzalez. Uh, been serving the Lord for what? How, how long has it been now? I'm going on, Lord. Going on six, yeah, six years, yeah, six years. I've been walking with Christ. Uh, I've been all in on the walk. No, I have not been. Uh, Thirty-one years old. I know some people are hard to find out. You know, you thirty-one face, years bro. old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd be surprised, bro. My wife and I we get questions like, 
hey, uh, they asked my, my, my oldest daughter, she's 15, she's like, hey, uh, one time fourth grade, she was like, you know, the, one of the classmates was like, hey, you know, you're supposed to bring your mom. Like, it's what you bring your sister for. She's like, <laughs> and your brother. <laughs> bro, that is my mom. Yeah. Like, what? She's like, yeah. She's like, well, I did give birth to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure I remember that. Yeah. 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 We, we get that a lot, though. But yeah, 30, that's crazy, man. 31 yeah. years old. Um, that's a blessing. Got called to ministry in, what, what was it? December 13, 2016 is when I said yes to Christ, bro. I was going through it. Okay. Uh, a friend that called himself an atheist, which I didn't know about, uh-huh. said something, and it just rocked my world. What he said, he said, Santa Claus is as real as the stuff you read in the Bible. It shattered me inside when he said that. I was just like, what just happened? Like, this is my boy. Like, why is he talking like this for? Uh-huh. Completely changed my whole outlook right there, and I just felt broken. Yeah. From that one phrase. How come? Because I, I always believed in God. Mm-hmm. Always did. Growing, growing up since like I was a kid, always believed in God, but I just didn't serve him. I didn't walk with him. I did what I wanted to do, but yet I believed in God. Yeah. I mean, shoot, the Bible says even the devil believes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I always believed. They know who never, he is. I never yeah. discounted him. Mm-hmm. I just never served him. Now I'm doing both. I believe and I serve. Amen. Six years in now. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, you, you haven't been all in. Yeah, and, I mean, I know, mean, not a lot. Of, I mean, that's, that's a lot of people can speak to that, bro. I, I can too. Yeah. I think just now I'm starting to become getting all in for him and, and, and finding that relationship with him. Right. Like, you know, and I have been, uh, it was six, ironically, dude, it was six years ago for me. <laughs> I, I know, dude, it keeps opening the up with us, the- bro. It's crazy. So six years ago for me that I finally gave up, you know, smoking, you know, Everything, coke, drinking, uh, well, not drink, not drinking, but like all my drugs. You know, I gave all that up six years ago. Right, and that's just insane. You know, <clears throat> six years ago, you accepted them too. Uh, yeah, that's, that's funny. It's funny. We called. I called you on the phone just for the numbers thing, bro. I called you on the phone, and I was telling you we're we're talking about how like you need to have that having God at the center of relationship is a must. It's it's God before me, God before you. It's just God above all of us always in a, in a relationship, right? And even with yourself and God, it's always above you, right? right. But when you're in a marriage or in a, you're trying to get with somebody, it's God Excuse before me. y'all both. Right. And you were like, yeah, man. He's like, yeah, exactly. He's like, if it doesn't happen like that, it could destroy a relationship. You know, I've literally witnessed it in my life. And I was like, yeah. You're like, yeah, like with my, my own parents. And I was like, listen, he's like, man, after 24 years, brother, like they, they didn't have God in their relationship and they, they got a divorce. And I was like, bro, after... 23 years what I said on the phone after 23 years my parents got a divorce and they didn't have God in the middle of their relationship my mom gets we get off the phone my mom gets in the car and I told her I was like mom you're not gonna believe this dude <laughs> this guy I got coming on that I met at the at the barbershop dude his parents divorced after 24 years of not having you know then they didn't have God in their life and they just after 24 24 years is a long time to be with somebody and just to like Split. That's a no, long yeah. time, man. That's, that's time, effort, kids, everything. Right, right. And then uh, she said, no, son. She was like, we were together for 24 years. And I was like, <laughs> get out of here, bro. I thought, <laughs> I thought I was close with you with the one year, but I was like, no way. So it's, it's trip, insane man. how the more and more you and I like start talking, how these, these, <laughs> these, and that one came out of nowhere. So like these things keep popping up. Like, so the last episode that I put out, um, you hit me up and- I sent it to you because I told you I was sending. You're like, yeah, bro, send it over, right? And I sent it to right, you, and yeah. you text me, and you're like, bro, I know Joel. 
And I was like, get out of here. You're like, yeah, man, we used to work at Chuck E. Cheese together. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, that is insane because it, how, you know, like small world for sure. But if you look at it as a small world, you know what I mean? And right, right. It's, it's God, I believe, aligning us to meet, you know, and to, I've gone to, I've gone to Jay at, you know, at the shop, at the barbershop for years. You have too, longer than me, you know, and I've never not once seen you ever. Right. Divine appointment, man. He, said he the, set the appointment. Straight. And, <laughs> yeah. And the only reason why I went there that day is because, and Jay, Jay would testify for this one, bro. I have a bad habit because the line of work that I do, I can never commit a certain day or make an appointment with them because I'm never in the same town when I do my jobs. So I'm like, you see, they're going to be more early morning or it's going to be early morning. That's it. That's the only thing I can do is early morning. That's it. Nothing yeah. else but that. Yeah. I went and got a haircut. I thought it looked fresh i get home my wife's like i know jason didn't cut your hair where did you go <laughs> like, what are you talking about yeah. she's like it's just straight hair bald no fade i'm like oh man i said i gotta i gotta i gotta get this fixed so i i told jay can i come in saturday or monday swamp saturday bro come monday morning i went monday morning on <laughs> behold <laughs> this is that crazy yeah early too somebody come early and i said i can come in at 7 30 he's like i got you it's a divine appointment. Yep. I love that God set the appointment. That's yep. so beautiful, bro. I love it. Yeah. It makes it gets me on fire, dude. Uh yeah, man. Well, so you sent me, uh, we, we, we got together, we texted each other, and you're like, hey, you know, I kinda already did a podcast and I did my testimony with a friend of mine. I guess it was somebody you went to church with. Yeah, my boy Davion, yeah. Okay, yeah, which was great. It was a great podcast, and I was just like really interested in it. So I want to kind of talk about some of the things I heard in that and see if I can get you know a little bit more from you yeah, on yeah. those things. But uh, before that, six years ago, when you came to Christ and you said, was it that moment with your friend that that's why you you became closer with him? I know you said you were young, right, at that time with the Santa Claus thing? Yeah, yeah. So, so you were younger. So six years ago, ago five. Okay, so six yeah. years ago, what happened and what brought you to Christ. So, I feel like I got to go a little bit. Yeah, I got to go more back. Okay. okay. So, yeah. man, I grew up in a home. So, my mom and my dad both had some sort of Christian background. Mm -hmm. My dad, according to my grandmother, which, that's the one that, you know, that's the one that got me to Jesus, bro. I miss her. She passed away a couple years ago. Sorry but, to hear uh, I know she ain't suffering. She's with the Lord, man. Exactly, bro. Father. She graduated, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she graduated, bro. She's yeah. waiting. Yeah. Yeah, I miss her. Mm-hmm. So, according to my grandma, my dad, uh, I don't know, I haven't really asked him these questions, which mm -hmm. probably should be a topic that I should, you know, address, but I haven't. Uh, it's always football. But uh, nonetheless, uh, he got saved, apparently, through John Osteen's ministry, the original Lakewood Church. Yeah, I uh, watched John. Yeah. He's, uh, he's what got, he got me on fire for the Lord. Yeah. John. Got, yeah. Not got, Joel, his John. son, but John, John who yeah. started Lakewood. Papa John, yeah. John, dude, yeah. he's awesome. He, uh, he, so my grandma took my... My tias and my dad, you know, because at the time my, my grandfather, he struggled with alco alcoholism. Okay. But, I mean, you know, he wasn't abusive or anything like that, but he just wouldn't stop drinking. He wouldn't put the bottle down, wouldn't put the cans down, you know. Mm. So they started seeking God. Um, God told my grandma, you're putting your kids on a pedestal before me. I was like, whoa. So started going to church. Mm. According to my grandmother, my dad got saved through the ministry. 
through, uh, uh, through John Austin. Yeah, John. they were going to church all the way up until I think she said my dad started high school, eighth grade, freshman year. That's when she she said he kind of just backed up. But okay. nonetheless, seeds were planted. So he did know there is a God. Jesus Christ is real. There is a devil. We got to watch out for him. Mm-hmm. So I knew that. That much I knew. My mom grew up uh, Catholic. So there's a Catholic background. Mm. You know, so some of the things like Ash Wednesday, Lent, things like that, I encountered those growing up. Uh, mm. Praying. Um, some emphasis sometimes on, you know, Mary, which Mary's the mother of Jesus. Of course, we know that. That's all she is. She's not to be praised. You know, we learned through, we learned through that, uh, through Christianity, though. Yeah. But um, so I always knew yeah. center point. There's a God, there's a devil. Yeah. Jesus Christ is just God's son. I knew that. I knew about praying. That's all I knew. So uh, I grew up. Um, my dad was a uh, he was a character. Uh, you know, he liked to make jokes a lot. Sometimes, you know, jokes are a little dirtier than most. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I got a thing about joking now. Yeah. The more the more. The more I, I grow in my faith, the more I start really realizing that joking is just coming from a place of hostility and it's always at a place of putting someone down. It's always at someone's expense. Right, right. And we think it's funny. It's like, oh, it's just a light joke. But it's like, man, you don't know honestly what that person is going through. Exactly. And they may have heard it a lot more. And I, man, I'm just lately... It's like, hey, don't joke like that, man. I don't say it, but in my head, I'm thinking, like, it's not nice to joke yeah. like that, dude. Even if it is, you know, like, light humor, you know, it's not bad. It, even with movies, man. I try to watch old comedy movies that I used to watch back yeah. then. Like, you know, let's just say, like, Superbad was one of my favorite movies back then. <laughs> it's mine too, dude. I yeah. can't watch it I love it Jonah Hill, and I love Seth Rogen. I can't watch it anymore, bro. I watch yeah. it, I'm just like, I, I used to laugh at that. It's like, it's not me judging it. It's just, it doesn't hit the same. Nah. It don't. It I don't feel right. It, I yeah. even tried to watch Knocked Up with my wife, and <laughs> I was like, "Why did I put this on? Yeah, like what is this? Like constantly having to fast forward and because you're no longer yeah. watching it in the flesh. You're watching it with your spirit, and exactly. it's kind of hard to your spirit's kind of like, hey, you're letting that come into your you know your temple, and you don't want that to sit in there. Yeah, even just a little bit can because we understand how powerful you know evil and is and is very powerful. Even just joking around it can really start a, a movement in you that is hard to get out again exactly so, but yeah so uh i didn't mean to get in that segue oh, about no, no, so you your dad know. used to joke a lot with people yeah and, he wouldn't you know it was like you know one of the boys you know yeah, i'm yeah. with the boys you know i'm gonna i'm gonna teach my boy how to be a, you know be a man you know like you know to the worldly standard yeah like i said not knocking I, I love my dad you know he showed me a lot of things uh growing up you know uh yeah. you know one thing about my dad is i could i could say about him is when i played football he never missed a game. He never missed a practice, man. And, you know, I admired that about him. He always made time to get there. Yeah. He would tell his boss, hey, I'm going to be there. He was there, man of his word. That's awesome. Rain or shine. But uh, so he showed me things. So I got introduced to some things a little earlier in life than I should have. Okay. You know, uh, you know, for instance, uh, porn. Mm-hmm. I, I used to have a porn addiction, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got introduced to pornography bro, at a very young age, dude. I, I'm going to say probably about five, six years old. Jesus. Dude. And once I knew the channel, and my, dad to, <laughs> my dad used to work for the cable company. So once I knew the channel, uh, nobody's looking. I got it on. Me and my cousin, mm-hmm. that's it. Grandma's house, I know the channel. Let's put it on the channel. Um, friends' house, my friends would come over. Hey, y'all want to watch this? I knew the channels, bro. I would make sure I memorized it. 
blip. Mm-hmm. I was probably responsible for all my friends' porn addictions. <laughs> <laughs> Not something to be proud of, bro. No, but it's but I mean, just to be honest, I showed them all that stuff. It's an acknowledgement of what yeah, so now you realize. At a very young age, man, you I got five introduced or six to that. Years five old, or six, though. bro, and I got introduced to that stuff. And like I said, I'm not going to knock anybody or judge anybody. It's just showed me what he knew. People showed me what they knew. Parents did the best that they could. There's some things I got to unlearn, which I haven't learned. I'm grateful for that guy to show me, like, hey, okay, let's go back this way. Let me show you where it went wrong here. Because there were some times where a root of bitterness could be there, and I had to remove that root because I had some animosity towards my dad. I had some animosity towards my mom. Uh, towards certain family members. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I got to let that go. I got to yeah. forgive and forget and move on. I got to release them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, that's got, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I got introduced at a very young age to that stuff, man. So I was always, there's got to be something more than just watching this stuff. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, later on, you know, so what I struggled with, man, was I struggled with, uh, you know, I had an addiction to porn. I don't mean to be vulgar here, you know, I don't know if kids watch this, but, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I had a problem with, you know, masturbating bro mm-hmm. that too um then then it graduated from there on to sex once i lost my virginity that was it bro i got opened up sexually and that was it how old were you when you lost your virginity i was uh so i think it was like 16 17 so young yeah i was young so yeah. you know young that is shouldn't young be, shouldn't be doing that nonetheless you know and yeah. i didn't get the encouraging talks you know my mom would be like um you know you need you need to wait till you you know you're you're married mm-hmm. traditional standard which it should be that way we, you know, we both understand that. But my dad would be like, well, you know, boy, if you can't wait, then, you know, make sure you use a condom. Yo, you're encouraging me. Okay. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, it, I get it's, it. It's, he, he don't mean, hey, go do it. He's yeah. like, but Not if you are it, going yeah. to do it, be safe be about safe it. Be safe about it. Yeah. And I respect right. that. I, right. I get it. Like I said, right. parents showed me what they thought that, you know, what they knew was best, you know. So I, I get it. Right. Um, of course, you know, I didn't, I didn't wait. Most people can say that's probably one of the one sins that they they did give into, you know, being sex, sexually immoral. Mm-hmm. We're all guilty of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you learn it, you try to go and be like, hey, you, you need to wait till you're married. So you're like, well, did it? I'm like, yeah, I did back then mm-hmm. when I didn't know better. Now I understand better now. Mm-hmm. I'm not the same person I used to be. Mm-hmm. I know it's cliche when you say that to somebody like, well, yeah, but still you did it. They'll throw that back at you. Like, yeah. yeah, I know I did. Yeah, you're saying like if... If you have been sexually immoral up to a point, but once you realize it, you're kind of like, okay, I'm gonna cut that out, and then I'm gonna go, you know, I'm not gonna do it anymore. Right, That's right, what you're right. talking about, right? And then they'll throw it back in your face, like, well, you did it back then, so what's yeah. the point, right? Exactly. So that's what you're saying, right? Okay, because yeah, I, I understand that, because I mean, but that's that's the enemy talking, exactly. For one, yeah, because they, they want them. you to keep being sexually immoral. Because I think that's it. What people don't realize is that when you're sexually immoral is that it taints your soul. You know, you're yeah. giving a part of your spirit to them. They're giving it to you. You're and creating a soul tie. Yeah. And you, when you do that with multiple people, <clears throat> it is just tainting your your entire soul and yeah. their soul and everyone around you that you're touching. Yeah. So, and you wonder why you act a certain way. Like, where did that come from? Why do I feel anxious all the time? Why, do I, why am I getting these outbursts of rage? Mm-hmm. You made a soul tie. So mm-hmm. whatever that person's struggling with or whatever is on that person... It's gonna be with you. It's gonna be with you too. A piece of that. Yeah. That's why, before you get married, the best thing to do is renounce all those soul ties, because you don't want to bring that into your marriage. Yeah. The box. The box. Yeah. The box. Yeah. My bishop. We'll get to the box. But yeah. So yeah, the, the sexual immorality. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm actually. Yeah. That's. 
it's a especially for men you know that's a, that's a big thing it is like because men is just a, you know there was a saying my dad taught me when i was younger he said son you got two heads <laughs> one's gonna get you somewhere in life the other one's gonna get you in the trouble use the right head mm. and i was like okay of course back then i laughed at it you know because i'm an immature teenager mm. but now i'm like i know what you mean not dad and yeah. you know i i you know i take i still hold on to that one yeah but rewinding that back um you know of course i did all those things i kind of tried to replicate what my dad did you know my dad was like oh you know i played football so i played football mm -hmm. awesome you know i, I was a i was a real uh, ladies man back then you know i replicated it see what i don't know if my dad understands this or not but what he what he did though is he sowed seed when he would talk about these things into me yeah seed was sown there's two types of seeds being sown all the time yeah there's always. sown of negativity or not negativity but either so of the devil and you're not even though you, if you don't mean it you don't know what you're doing like cussing all the time yeah you have no idea like i'm learning that now you have no idea that type of seed you're sowing around a five-year-old a exactly. three-year-old and then whenever they slip out a cuss everybody around laughs because they it's think it's funny. funny but it's not funny it's not because it's not it's not funny no i've already had know? to correct my four-year-old or mm -hmm. out of hearing you know a certain family member cuss mm -hmm. I'm like, don't say that. That's bad. And she's like, oh, okay. Okay, daddy. And they listen. They receive it. Yeah, I'm like, But do they're going to do it if you do it. Exactly. Like you said. Yeah. You know, have I had slips myself as a Christian? Yeah, I have. Of course. I, not like I used to. I mean, my favorite word was the F-bomb, bro. I would drop it like every <laughs> sentence. But Yeah, I, I grew up with my whole family, you know, really cussing. My mom never really cussed when I was a kid. And it wasn't until we got older that she started cussing. Yeah, the vulgar language started coming out when you got older. Yeah. yeah same. Yeah, so... It's just, uh, yeah, it's not a, there are two different types of seeds. You know, you either sow good ones of like, hey, yeah, don't say that. That's a good seed that's given to somebody. Yeah. And um, and then there's the opposite. You know, not, and that's just, not just with cuss, that's yeah. anything. You know, that's with, hey, we don't watch porn in this house. If you watch porn in this house, you know, that, you know, whatever, dark, whatever they do in that household. Um, or son we don't go after multiple women you know yeah. you, you got to respect all women and you need to find yourself a wife not a girlfriend right right and you know whatever it is but if you're not taught that you know then you have to learn it later on yeah no you no you're and, right. and i have i learned a lot later on our parents only try to do as good as they can from what they were taught and how yeah. they're living their life you know and like oh. you said your dad was there for you at football games your dad was there for never really missed telling his boss hey i'm catching this being there for his son right, and that's right. all good and grand but you're not worrying about the spiritual aspect of like hey how is this kid's spirit growing and am i guarding that and i'm am i being there for that in his life and he and you know for a lot of us growing up that that wasn't like that you know we yeah. we're all having to unlearn a lot of things but i really believe that joel you me a lot of our generation a lot of our people we're about to shake up some stuff in this world. Oh yeah, most to definitely. To get people bro. to start exposing the enemy and his games and his most tricks, definitely. because that's what it was being called to yeah. do. And yeah. you know, it's funny you said that. You're along the lines of what my wife said because uh, she was watching the podcast with me, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, hearing the. Thank y'all for watching, by the way. Uh, Seriously, brother, I really appreciate the. Yeah, man. Because it's so sweet. Yeah, I man. even shared it to a, uh, a homie. I'm actually gonna see him after after this. Yeah, my, my boy. You. Yeah. 
Yeah. I sent it to him like, hey, check this out, bro. God says like, thank you. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not my podcast, man. It's, it's, it's God's it's, podcast. It's ministry. Yeah. It, it goes to, you know, the Bible tells us, bro, that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ our Lord, and by the word of our testimony. You're giving somebody a platform to go and give their testimony. And somebody that's listening to this, watching this, whatever, via Spotify, YouTube, they might be going through it right now. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. one soul get touched, man. And Absolutely. I believe that. Absolutely. Honestly, believe Thank that. You. Glory to God. Amen, bro. Seriously. But uh, yeah. So uh, you were talking about the sowing and the yeah, seeds. yeah. So and and it's you know sowing the seeds. You don't really realize it until you're in a public setting and what you've been shown. You start pouring it out into wherever you're at because you're so comfortable with that person. That's my dad. So you're gonna joke. My mom. I'm gonna joke because of what I've seen how they talked amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. And my mom and my dad would play around with each other. You know when they were together. You know, my mom would like, you know, play beat up on my dad. Dad, you know, they'll just be like chase each other around the house. Yeah. I see these things. I'm like, okay. So I really admired my parents' marriage because of how they played around and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Of course, I didn't know all the other things growing up, you know, until I got older, you know. Then I was like, oh, shoot. I started seeing things that I didn't notice before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know, sleeping on the couch, the fights, uh, dad's drinking's increased. Uh, going out more, mom's going out. I started noticing things. I'm like, well, why did they do this? Like, I thought it was normal. Yeah. But it's not until you get older, you're like, okay, there were some issues going on that, you know, they didn't want to discuss. And then, lo and behold, you know, 20, after 24 years of marriage, done. That's it. But, um, did that do anything for you? In you? all honesty, man, it, it really rattled me to hear, to get that phone call from my dad. How and, old were you? I was a, I know I was an adult, man, but it shows you how close of a family we were. I was 21 years old when my mom and my dad separated. I get a phone call from my dad. I'm at work, and he's like, "Hey, son." I'm like, "What's up, dad?" He's like, "I need you to be strong right now." I was like, "What?" Your mom left me. I was like, "My legs got weak." I sat down immediately. He's like, "I need you to stay strong. Finish your shift out. Be a man." I'm okay. Stay at work. Don't don't be a crybaby or anything like that. You know, she was telling me because my dad knew me. I'm a, I'm a crybaby. I do cry. That's just how God wired me, man. I'm I'm very passionate. I ain't afraid to cry. I mean, I read the Bible. I saw men cry all the time. It's yeah. just it's just your nature. Yeah, that's one thing. I, I went and watched Jesus Revolution yesterday. Oh, that, bro, that movie was, man. Was it on fire? And I teared up a lot in that movie, I bro. cried. Yeah, yeah, I cried bro. three times. I was by myself at the movies crying. I cry all the time, dude. Whenever I feel it, and it, what it is is, it's like this emotion of like the Holy Spirit just feeling compassion of like, it just brings you to tears, man. It mm-hmm. just brings you to tears. Like you feel, like you said, you feel so engaged, so passionate about what you're going through, and you care so much. Men, sh- men should be able to show emotion. Like exactly, that. that's being a man. Exactly. You know what I mean, hiding it in and lashing out in anger, lashing out with the bottle, lashing out with all these things, like being, you know. Hi, masking your emotions with fleshly things is like keeping you from like being away from those things yeah. if, you, if you cry about it it releases it and you yeah. actually feel way much better. it's better than yeah. bottling it up because then yeah. you're gonna have a point where out of nowhere you'll just lash out, out at somebody break out and you do an extra thing you shouldn't have done because you have it bottled up the lid then popped off and you took it you went times 10 and it's gonna explode you just straight went it's KO times 10 bro yeah <laughs> it's, it's gonna explode exactly eventually yeah eventually. It, it, i mean shoot yeah. there was times where I, 
you know, you, you I'm pretty sure you've had those same things. You know, yeah. when you're going through it and you bottle it up, you want to hit that person, but you know you shouldn't. Yeah. You're like, I can't do that. That's my, that's my dad or, you know, that's my mom or because you get so much rage built up in you because you're just trying to like swallow it. But it's so bitter that you want to regurgitate it up. You're like, yeah. you hold on to it though, and it's just there. It just stays in the pit of your stomach. You're like, until yeah, it starts coming up, and then I, th I think what it is is that we we feel like no, I got it. I'm gonna try to be strong. Yeah, I can handle this problem on my own. We right? try to like, be yeah, try to be quote unquote strong, and you're actually being very weak by not talking to someone about it and then that's what also you know for people who are alone and i could just speak to it because i've been through it and you probably can too is that that's when like suicidal thoughts start coming in that's when start you know these negative thoughts of like wanting to whatever because you're yeah. trying to deal with it on your own and you get depressed about it and it's like well stop holding it in and talk to somebody about it we're only let's talk to god about it give it to god that's why he always says give everything to him at his feet exactly. and let him deal with it lay it at his feet man lay at every his feet. single burden cast all your cares on him yeah and take his and he'll take you. it for you yeah gladly exactly. he's waiting for you to give it to him exactly he bro. can carry it and Arms carry all of open. ours yeah so um that's that's the whole point let it out like just yeah you gotta let man. it go yeah you have to man and uh, you know because you can't my bad you can't receive no, you can't receive joy right if you're holding it all in you can't receive anything else no. but once you give that up what gets replaced is something else and it's more or less the opposite of what you've been holding on so if you've been holding on to like depression anxiety stress if you've been holding on to hatred you know resentment towards whatever right well right. you gotta let all that go <clears throat> so that you can receive something that is going to be very healthy for you to right, replace right. that yeah Kind of went all over the place. I, I'm good at doing that. Sometimes I'll, I'll like go everywhere. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's good. I was going back to that public setting. So yeah, it, and I don't know why it, it's still so vivid. Uh, we were visiting my my grandma and grandpa. Yeah, and my dad said something, and I, all I remember telling him is, "Man, you suck, Dad." Mm. Grandma immediately broke into turn like, "Excuse me, what did you just tell your dad?" I didn't know what to say. I'm like, "This is normal to me." So I'm like, I look at my dad like, "Hey, you got me or what? Like, what's going on here?" <laughs> Yeah, and my grandma me looks at my dad like, "I did not raise you to teach your son that. Who taught you that?" She looked at me. I'm like, "Went around my dad," and then she was like, "Uh, uh, I didn't raise you that way. He should not be talking that way." I was like, "Really checked me." I'm like, "Okay, if she didn't show him that, why did he teach you that?" So I'm like, "Whoa, that really stuck with me. That memory, like a core memory of mine, like being me." At home in mm -hmm. front of my grandma, yeah, only to be shown that that's not right. I didn't show your dad that. I don't know where you got that from. That's not something that we instilled in him, me and grandpa. I was like, oh dang. So I was shown, you know, outbursts, all this stuff. So of course it trickled into visiting family, mm -hmm. and they'd be like, hey, you need to check yourself. Like, what, what's what's your deal? I'm like, what do you mean? And my brother would even tell me we at the store, I'd be yelling, I'm gonna get things. Okay, go get this, go get that. He's like, do you not hear yourself right now? You're yelling at me. You're embarrassing me in front of everybody at the store. I don't like shopping with you, man. I'm like, am I really being like that? My dad would have outbursts sometimes, you know, because he didn't know how to handle it, I guess, or deal with his temper at times. Right. Yeah, at home, sometimes it would just it would just kind of, oh, come out. Because when we don't deal with things correctly, like we were talking about earlier, it's going to come out a certain type of way. Yeah. Through emotion or you're going to try to use a vice like alcohol, drugs. Mm -hmm. Or for, to hide for, it away. for men, women, yeah. for women, men, or, you know, if somebody's dealing with, you know, homosexuality, you know, vice versa, of course, they'll try to fill the void that only God can fill with 
temporary things. That's why yeah. you keep going back to it. You're never going to feel that high you felt the first time. Yeah. And no matter how, how many times you can lie to yourself. I never felt the same way when I, I used to smoke weed. When I got high for the first time, man, I thought I was like in the stars, bro. Like it was 420. I was a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. Smoked weed for the first time. Had a great night. Went to Kiyo with my boys, you know, went out there. Great night. Come home, still feeling the effects of it. But that's like, boy, are you drunk right now? I'm like, nah, I ain't drunk, Dad. Are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Go to sleep, son. All right, Dad. Go to the room. I'm like, oh, I just had the best time of my life. I just opened myself up for the enemy to come in and attack me. Didn't so even know it. That's all I did. Yeah. Freshman I, year. Freshman year. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, dude, so all those things led up to that. Uh, first, the, the porn. Dealing with all that stuff. And then, of course, dealing with your boys, you're going to always, like, make bets or talk about certain things. You know, you shouldn't, how you shouldn't talk about young girls mm-hmm. your age. Oh, I bet, I bet you I get, I bet you I get that one. I bet you I could do this. So we make, like, an American pie pact. Who's going to get laid first, bro? Mm-hmm. Which is wrong. You should never look at a woman that way. <laughs> no. No, ever. So it was, no, like, a competition. Because you're looking at first. it wrong. Exactly. That is the last thing though. that you should be looking at. Yeah, but it is. That's what's shown in TV. It's what's shown in movies. That's what's shown yeah. in... And that Everything. was another one of my favorite movies, American Pie. Yeah. That, dude, that's it's, just straight. That's a sin fest, homie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Teaching a guy the wrong, exactly everything anti-Bible. Teaching you wrong. Yeah. You love someone. Yeah, when you love someone, you do more than that. That's that's just that uh, Eros love, that fleshly love. Mm-hmm. You give into the temptation of wanting to go and do that. Mm-hmm. And most men think that that's what love means. Exactly. Most men think that, oh, well, if you're not sleeping with me, that means you don't love me. Or in order for me to show my love, we got to have sex together. We got to sleep together. Yeah. And as long as we're doing that and whatever, I'm good. But it's like, no, man, it's actually everything outside of that. Exactly. You know, it's... it's That's an intimacy factor between husband and wife. That's how God created it to be. But we are shown so many lies in life. I heard this quote one time. So let me drop this real quick. I believe it was Winston Churchill. The truth is always guarded by a pack of lies. What are we encountering in society all the time? A pack of lies. pack of lies all the time. In that movie, uh, Jesus Revolution, the wife sat on the couch and she said that the lies are always loud, but the truth is always silent. Yes. That is real. Along with that, that is just so real, man. You just got to listen. <laughs> it's, it's Everything's a distraction. Everything. Yeah. I mean, shoot, our technology today is a distraction. Anything's a distraction, bro. As long as you're not getting into, and I, it's funny how I brought, I brought this. Yeah. If you're not getting into the is, you're being distracted, bro. Yeah. It's it's that simple. Yeah. That's true. Anything. You can watch TV for two hours to watch a movie, but you can't get into the Bible for 15 minutes. Yeah. You get sleepy. Guilty is charged right here, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't always read my Bible. Do I need to? Yes, I do. Because the more I spend time with him, the more I look like him, the more I begin to act like him. Mm-hmm. But if I'm watching TV, getting my WD- WWE on, yeah. I'm going to want to body slam somebody <laughs> instead of trying to love on somebody. Yeah, because you're naturally going to imitate or you're going to whatever you do in life or whatever you watch in life is naturally going to become a part of you. Yeah. So whatever music you listen to is going to become a you part of you. You consciously begin to imitate it. You do. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I try to tell my oldest daughter because she's yeah. like in her little music. Music is everything in her. You know, she believes in, in, you know, loves God, but music is everything. So you start to see it through the image. You start to see it through the actions. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to listen to a song where a guy repeatedly says, I'm bored. I'm bored. You're going to be bored, kid. And yeah. you're going to be miserable. Yeah. He's pouring his emotions out through a song and made money off of it. Mm-hmm. That's the only difference. That's emotion. 
I was thinking uh, earlier, I was like, man, these girls are trying to have a hot girl summer. If y'all don't get with God, y'all going to be real hot. (laughs) 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 Hey, you think I'm kidding. It's it's funny, but, you know, all this, you know, women is y'all are being so messed with right now and y'all have no idea you want to be like kim k bro yeah all y'all like if you look on most um girls like they're they're, it's like you know showing yourself being more revealing when you go out it's being revealing it's not what it's all these things that y'all are being drained drowned with like that the imagery and you see the younger ages dude i'll see a 12 11 year old girl wearing what she should not be wearing out in public yeah so you are seeing it in younger generations yeah as it goes yeah and i didn't understand this dude um it took so it took me going through everything that i went through the mm-hmm. the addictions that i had sleeping around with so many different girls and then god goes uh i came from a lineage of grandsons my, my grandparents had seven grandsons god flips the script on me i have a daughter <laughs> and i have another daughter and then I have another daughter. Man. I got three daughters. So it wasn't until I finally got this revelation from God. Because dude, even into the beginning of my marriage, man, I still had that single mindset. When I met my wife, I mean, I I didn't know right away she was my wife. Mm-hmm. I, I, You know, the enemy was throwing darts at me. Different girls. Oh, I want to be a Christian. Playing that fake Christianity card. Mm. I'm over here ministering the girls. Not even realizing their intentions. They're, they're These are agents sent from the enemy, bro, to destroy me agents yeah secret agents bro slipping in ninjas i'm talking about they coming in dressed all looking like church and whatnot and yeah and they're trying to infiltrate me to freaking destroy me i even had one girl tell me it was like midnight you should come over i'm like uh, i don't think so he's like yeah we can pray i'm like you ain't trying to p-r-a-y you're trying to p-r-e-y on me yeah yeah p-r-e-y yeah <laughs> you looking at me as i am the prey yeah that's funny dude nah i'm like no no get out of here with that mess yeah but I, i'm just grateful that it led to my wife mm-hmm. now i um uh, didn't see her the same way mm-hmm. i didn't look at her like i looked at other women in the past mm-hmm. i looked at them with through the eyes of like a dog you know <laughs> You know, a dog can't hold their temptations. They give in to temptation easily. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's it's, it's crazy how you're, you know, bringing up your dogs. Like, the enemy can work. Yeah, can. Yeah. Dogs want to, unfortunately, a male dog want to hump everything in sight. When mm-hmm. they get too excited, they can't control their emotion. Mm-hmm. And that's how men are. If we don't know God and we don't got a self-control factor, we act that way. Mm-hmm. You go to a club. You go to a bar. You go, see me, guys, I go up in the church to try to pray for women, like, Target locked and sighted. I'm gonna get that one. Mm-hmm. We have that natural hunter mentality. You want to hunt, mm-hmm. and then you want to attack, mm-hmm. and then once you get what you got, your trophy, trophy, on to the next one. And that's 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 like a factor that I had in me. I used charm, played uh, the quiet one role, coming in like a ser- serpent, working like the enemy, like a serpent coming in, mm-hmm. fascinate you, and that was it. And that's how a lot of guys do approach it that way. The play the playboy mentality. They do. They do. And it wasn't until I had daughters that God gave me this revelation, like, you were laying with the daughters of fathers. And I was like, Oh shoot, my mind just like blew right there. <laughs> He's like, think about that. And I'm like, I didn't see it that way. Even if their father was not in their lives, they're still the daughters of fathers. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like I'm the father of daughters. Mm-hmm. I would never 
want my girls to ever go through what I put any girls through back then mm. at all. I got asked this question by a man of God, uh, Bishop Patrick Sutphin, awesome man of God. Mm -hmm. He asked me this question at a men's conference. What would you do if your daughter brought home the old Jew? Mm -hmm. I was like, <laughs> of course, everybody gives the cliche answers. So oh, I get my shotgun. Like, yeah. Well, you, yeah, you say you would, but would you really? Mm -hmm. Me, I'm just like, I would just be like, I know who you are. I love on him before he makes the mistakes that I know he wants to make. That's what I would do. And that's what we should do. Let me <laughs> we got to love about, on everybody. Let me talk to you about God. Yeah. Let, let me, me show you about you. Jesus. Yeah. Come I in. tried that when my, my, my daughter had this, uh, she dated this little, you know, kid for a little short time and. Fortunately, their first, I guess, quote unquote, date. Yeah. Went to First Baptist Church to go watch the singing Christmas tree. Uh huh. So cool. this boy actually prayed. I was like, okay. Hey. And I and I hope and I pray that a seed was planted. You know, they're not together anymore, of course, but I pray that a seed was planted, and hopefully, it's you know somebody's watering it along the way. Yeah. Because he prayed. Yeah. And he has a grandma that's a Christian. I'm like, okay. So somebody's praying for you. Yeah. Nah, it's, it's, that's how I started with me. My grandma prayed for me. She prayed for all of her grandsons, mm -hmm. and God was faithful, and he and he got one of her grandsons to begin to walk for him. I didn't have to. It took root somewhere in her family. Yeah, yeah. So you have you, you grow up five six years old. You know you were introduced to porn, and then that later on turned you into pretty much you just were watching your dad in the sense of because. My dad was kids, my idol, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Kids are an, a product of their environment, which is so funny whenever I hear parents say, God, you act so bad. And it's like, dude, look at yourself because that's where they're getting it from. Yeah. You're, you're sowing seed when you you're, say those words. Or yeah. Like, you're just like your dad. Yeah. You're just like your mom. mom. Yeah. How do you think that makes that five-year-old, three-year-old, 10-year-old, 12, 15-year-old, 18-year-old, 20-year-old feel? No matter. Yeah. Like, how do, you make, how do you think it makes them feel? And that's not, it's not right. Um, it's not. So, you know, you, you're growing up, you're looking up to your father, as most young boys do, and you become a womanizer growing up, and then also with the background of porn, you you know, you're pretty much, that's also in there, that spirit that you're going to have to get out eventually. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you kind of, you know, you... Um, you're pretty much just going through these stages of realizing. So like when you start getting older, what were you, how did, how did you get at when, of what point were you trying to like get rid of all that? Like what point did you realize like, Hey, I need to change this way of being like, this isn't working or did that ever come? Oh, man, it, it got, of course, over time it gets worse. So I was in a relationship with somebody for like five years Mm-hmm. And throughout the entire relationship, I was unfaithful. Mm -hmm. I cheated left and right, bro, like crazy. I mean, and now I learned it this way. Mm -hmm. I wasn't cheating because we weren't married. I was being sexually immoral with other women, mm. just like I was with her. Because mm. we weren't married. We were shacked up. Mm -hmm. Not right. So it wasn't cheating. It was just me just be being sexually moral. That's what God gave me that revelation, you know, just like a couple of months ago or so. I was being sexually moral with other women. So there wasn't no marriage factor. Mm -hmm. Just going around and, you know, sleeping around like crazy. 
it got to the point where I would literally sneak out in the middle of the night for a late night call and you just come back in. I had like no control on it, man. Yeah. Everything just was like just spiraling out and I and I felt like I was the fakest person on the planet with all of the hidden things that I had in me. Yeah. I'm like lying to my roommates, lying to the person I'm dating, lying to my family, putting a mask on in front of them. I couldn't hold it anymore, man. Mm-hmm. It was just so heavy. I was at work one day. I used to work at the Walmart on Shaver. I was 25 years old. It was my breaking point. I, it was like a week before that, I think, or a few days before that. It had to have been maybe a week or two. I tried to make it a, an apprehension to this young 17-year-old kid. And he was so disrespectful, man, to the mm-hmm. point where I wanted to hit him so bad. I had so much anger in me because I felt like everything was falling out from underneath me. I, uh, The relationship ended. I mean, there was nothing to salvage because of how I was. I mean, there is no, there is no, no, no way to salvage it because I saw that it, it was never about love like we talked about earlier. I just didn't want to go to bed alone. That was it. I didn't want to go to bed alone. Um, my smoking weed, I got introduced to weed freshman year. I smoked sophomore year. Came back around full blown like the, the Bible talks about the spirits come back stronger. Then I got I got hit again uh, senior year. And then from then on, I smoked like crazy. It was like wake and bake, bro, through my 20s. Wake and bake all day long. Mm-hmm. Making money just to go buy some weed. Mm-hmm. And then to drink. If I have weed, I got to drink. Some of you are taking uh, swigs. My dad had a bottle of moon. Yeah, you're going to find out the truth now, Dad. If you watch this podcast, I was drinking your moonshine, Dad. <laughs> your moonshine disappeared because of me. I was swigging his moonshine, bro, wow. before I go to work. I'd have something in me. Go to my mom's house. I'd be chugging her little Bud Light margaritas or whatever you call them. I had to always feel something a certain type of way to make myself feel good, quote unquote, because right. I was so low. I was putting on a, a mask in front of my grandma. The one that, you know, I told you she was a Christian. It wasn't until my breaking point. I was at work one day walking with my partner. And I said, dude, I feel like, I just literally feel like I had like a huge boulder on me. And I couldn't just like, I couldn't hold it anymore. I was like, I feel like I had to tell somebody everything that I've done. And he was like, nah, bro, you're not with your chick no more, bro. You're good, bro. You're single now. I'm like, no, and that's not what I mean. I said, I feel like I got to tell somebody all the wrong things that I've done in my life. Like, I got to go see my grandma. Mm. I remember grandma always prayed for me grandma any opportunity she got Christ Christ gee let me tell you about Jesus let me talk to you about the Lord singing me Christian songs I'm like listening to KSPJ and the, the school rides mm-hmm, you yeah. know the car rides the school, bro. <laughs> I know that day. yeah I know those days yeah yeah man all the time so yeah. seeds were being planted any opportunity she got she sowed seed into me so I'm, I'm forever grateful for my grandma man because I know I had I'm getting a little emotional bro I'm sorry I know that I always had somebody praying for me, man. And uh, I uh, I took her for granted. I did. Um, I'm grateful that I got to live with her for six months. And, you know, God, this where God coached me up at. I She told me, once, once I went to her house when they, that day that I, I felt like I had to tell her somebody something, I fell to my knees and I started telling her everything that I had done wrong. Like, I was talking to a priest, bro. And I was crying like a baby. And she just looked at me. With the calmest face ever and was just like, mijo, I had no idea. But why would I look at you any differently than God would? I just started crying more when she told mm-hmm. me that, bro. That was it. I lost it, man. 
And uh, she said, God forgives you. He already forgave you. Mm-hmm. She said, you just need to stop being so hard on yourself. You let it all go. Now just don't do it again. And I was just like, well, I wanted, you know, to do something better. And she said, like, you know what? She said, you're going to move out of your, of your friend's place. And you're going to come live with me and Grandpa, okay? And I was like, but the lease, don't worry about the lease. Don't understand. You need to come live with us. Hmm. I was like, okay. So I went, talked to them. Of course, you know, they're like, hey, dude, what about the money? I'm like, I only stayed a week with y'all this month, bro. I'm just going to pay y'all what I owe y'all. And that's it. I'm leaving. Moved out. Moved in with them. How old were you at this time? 25 years old, bro. Okay. 25. So my 20s. 31. 31 now. Yeah. Okay. 31 now, yeah. So this is a six years ago. Six years ago, yeah. Because I'll be 32 this year. Right. And I moved in. Of course, I was still acting up a little bit in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, I feel like God uses symbolic things to show that, you know, stuff still lingers. So when I moved into my grandparents' house, grandma questions me the first night. Mijo, we got roaches in this house. We didn't have any roaches when you before you got here. You need to do something about it. I was like, okay. So I feel like God symbolically talks to us through rodents, pests, and he actually gives me dreams on these things when something's lingering or something's there. Mm-hmm. So I have brought German roaches, which is the worst roach you can ever bring into somebody's home because they mass reproduce like that, dude. Cause infestations. Okay. And uh, they, were, they were crawling around my, grandma, my grandma's house. <coughs> Kitchen, bedroom. She was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. you better do something about it, boy. So I went to the Home Depot. I didn't know anything about it. And I went about these traps, started catching them, and then finally they were all gone. And then I went to a Bible study after that. That one friend I told you dropped the whole Atheist. Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, it's real as the stuff you read in the Bible. I reached out to a guy, um, I'm, and I'm grateful for this guy. His name is uh, Gabriel Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, he looked like a bodybuilder, bro, but he, he looked like he could be the biggest butthead in the world, but he was let so me, loving. Let me, let me tell you something right now. You're going to trip out. Is he uh, a realtor? He's a broker. He's a broker? I know who he is. Bro, look at God, man. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> yeah, I reached out to him on a Tuesday night Bible study. He was going to First yeah. Church Paraland, and he's like, hey, man, I told him exactly what happened. He was like, what do you got going on Tuesday night, bro? I was like, uh, I got to work, but I think I got off like at six or seven. He's like, all right, hey, come through. This game, the address and everything. I'll see you there, man, all right? So mm-hmm. I went. The topic was forgiveness. That's my boy. That's <laughs> that my boy. crazy, bro? Dude, that's a trip. I don't know him very well, but I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. He's a, he's a, he's a man of God, man. He is. I see him posting all the time. Who wants to go to church with me every yeah. like Wednesday or every Sunday? Yeah. Who wants to go to church with, church he's with going, me? He's going through it right now, man, but yeah, I already know God's restoring him already, bro. I'm put him on my prayer board then. There you go. I reach out there to you him. go. More prayer, more power, man. Go ahead. All right. Sorry about that. So excuse me. I went, excuse me. Topic was forgiveness. Yeah. I started releasing forgiveness for everybody that ever hurt me or, or most importantly, everybody that I hurt. And uh, I actually had an encounter before that. In the, before I moved out of that apartment, uh, it was November 2016. I woke up middle of the night after I had a nightmare and I kept hearing over and over again, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, and I'm running for my life. He's coming. I'm getting chased by this, this demon. And I wake you, up. And you hear. I wake the, up crying. I keep hearing that. I wake up crying and not understanding why I'm crying. Uh-huh. I feel like the Lord was getting them demons out of me, bro. As I was asleep, I wake up and immediately I like I like uh, I get, I'm like Lord, forgive me for all the people that I hurt in my life. 
So I had already had done it before I went to go visit my grandma. Mm-hmm. But because there wasn't a physical person in front of me, I didn't know if I did it right. Because we're taught, like I said, mom had Catholic background, so I thought I had to speak to somebody about it, like a priest. Mm-hmm. But no. That's, uh, man, that's for another show that we could talk about because, you know, if they're not against us, you know, or if they're for us, they can't be against us, yeah, right? God is for us and who could be against us, bro? Right. So, you know, if, if Catholic, whatever denomination you are, if you're for us, but it's just some of those, the way that they do those teachings that you yeah. can't have a direct line of communication to God and you have to go talk to somebody and then they talk it's like that's a problem it is i'm, I'm sorry like no i'm not even no. sorry but that's a problem no because you need to have a direct line of communication to speak to god at all times yeah. the bible gives us the perfect example of prayer it was god to person whomever what character it was in the bible god person god to person one-way communication always and if the person didn't want to listen god had the prophets and there's only one father one father there's only one way to heaven yeah but there's only one truth when i say one father i mean that these padres these fathers oh, i don't mean the, i won't call them that yeah these fathers that are in the in the church of the catholic church is like no there's only one father and he can only be called father yeah like, jesus even said in the bible bro yeah. you shall call no other man father but your heavenly father exactly it's in the bible right so it's like i don't agree with that either so it's just kind of like you have some of these disconnections you know Hey, like I won't, I won't go too far into it, but no, no, yeah, but yeah. So you, and so instead of talking to your grandma, because you did, and that's a great, but you realized, okay, I'm, I'm having these visions, more or less these, these dreams, and I, I believe that too. God does talk to us through our dreams. Yes, um, you just have to see it. You're not having these dreams for no reason, you know, and and I like, you know, be careful because like some people will go to like to a dream teller or something like that, but not like. I, I have dreams and I interpreted them in the ways I kind of do. And I realized like God's talking to me through them. And so with yours, you're, you're running from this thing and, and he's saying he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Yeah, and it was like a demonic woman, like crab walking super fast towards me <laughs> and I'm running like, Whoa, no swerve with that mess. bro. Yeah. And then you wake up from this dream, you're crying, you can't realize, but then you realize, okay, I need to talk to God about this. I and I need to everything, man. Mm-hmm. That's and, right. I felt like a weight lift. All of a sudden, cold turkey, I stopped smoking weed. Hmm. I'm like, roommate's like, hey, bro, uh, I got some weed, dude. You want? I'm like, I'm good, man. I'll pass. Mm-hmm. What? You sure? Yeah. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. I still drank. I didn't realize till December 11th, I think, or it was right after, actually, I went to that Bible study. I, my dad invited me out with my, my stepmom to go, to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. And uh, I went, and my dad said, you want something to drink? I was like, yeah, let me get a beer. But I felt pressured to get it because he was drinking a beer. He didn't tell me to get one. I just felt obligated to because he was drinking. He was just enjoying a beer with his meal. I got the beer, and I took a sip. Dude, it tasted so bitter. I was like, I didn't want to drink it no more. My dad was like, dude, are you going to finish that beer? I'm like, it don't taste right, Dad. He's like. That was the evil one. Dude, he was like. You're going to waste it. That's I'm like, the evil talking. Go I'm ahead. Like, I don't want it, Dad. Mm-hmm. It don't taste right. I said, maybe their draft's broken or something. I, it don't taste right. No, I lost the taste for alcohol. I didn't want to drink beer anymore. I was done. Mm-hmm. That was the last time I touched beer. Have I drank since then? I have. I But I know now that God doesn't want me to drink it because mm-hmm. I tried drinking on my 28th birthday. On your 20th? 
28th. 28th. Okay. Yeah. I, I went to Cheddar's with my wife. Uh, she took one to take me out for my birthday. Mm-hmm. She was like, get something to drink, babe. She couldn't drink, of course, because, you know, we, we had a, an infant. So she's, you know, she was breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. She was like, go ahead and get you if you want to drink wine. So, okay, I'm going to get a cup of wine. So I got a glass of wine, drank it. I felt okay. And then I wanted to try, I was drinking a red wine. So I wanted to try a white, uh, a white wine. So I drank that. I felt good. Mm-hmm. I felt peaceful. I was drinking with my wife, though. Well, she wasn't drinking, but I was drinking, enjoying it with her. Mm-hmm. I felt okay. But then I think it wasn't soon, but late after like, I got like an attack in my dr- in a dream. And I was like, wait a minute. Maybe I shouldn't drink again. So I was like, I didn't feel right about it. I drank again uh, Christmas this past Christmas. My uncle got me to drink a shot with him of, uh, I forgot what he called it. It was like, like tequila or something. I don't know. Anyways, besides that point, though, I ended up drinking two shots with my uncle. And then I drank a, a glass of wine, too. On Christmas, and I could feel the difference in my thinking. I was like, mm-hmm. "Nah, I said I don't feel right." Praise so, God for that. Yeah. So God showed me again, like, "Don't be doing that." Then listen, I drink again. My wife's brother-in-law had a little get together at his place, and uh, they were playing beer pong. And I was like, "I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Part- I felt very annoyed being there. I did." Mm-hmm. But my wife's like, "Babe, you can't be that way. You have to love on everybody." Mm-hmm. I was like, no, you're right. Mm-hmm. So she checked me. Right. I'm very grateful for my wife, bro. She helps me out a whole lot, man. That's why God gave us. Exactly. Women. Exactly, bro. He gave or us wisdom. a woman, you know, for Bible your life. Says he refer- uh, God refers to a wisdom as a woman. He gave us wisdom. That's what my pastor taught me. Yeah, you but, need a woman. She keeps you in line. Yeah. And you're supposed to help lead her. Yeah. So they got, me to, they got me to drink uh, one of those Michelob seltzers. And I, I drank one. They're playing this game called King's Cup. Mm-hmm. I immediately felt buzzed. I was like, uh-uh. So I looked at right. my wife. I was like, no. And then one of the guys I was playing in front of, the table, I went forward on the table. He looked at me like, dude, you all right, bro? I'm like, I'm, I'm not drinking them. I'm done. Give me water. I felt so convicted the next day. I saw my wife. I said, I can't. I started asking God to forgive me. I'm like, Lord, forgive me. I, I can't do that again, man. I can't. Mm-hmm. So... I'm like, I can't, I just can't drink, bro. God does not like, he's like, he does not want me to have any type of foreign substance in him besides his spirit, bro. Yep. That's it. I'll get drunk on the Holy Ghost, bro. There you go. That's it. There you go. That's exactly where I'm at. I came to that revelation a year ago. Uh, This, what were we in March? Yeah. Yeah. I came, uh, March something around this time a year ago, I came to that revelation. Um, I stopped smoking uh, my vape. I used to vape, had a problem with vaping. Um, and then uh that's actually sorcery bro you know that right no that's there's a there's sorcery behind vape nobody wants to believe that of course but there's sorcery behind that because bro you're you're being your mind is being altered without you realizing it because you believe it helps you i've had this talk with my sister-in-law because she vapes my wife has tried to tell her too but of course she's like like She's like, it makes me feel a certain type of way. Well, if it's altering, that's the red flag right there. If it's altering something, so obviously there is a uh, controlled substance of some sort at work. Mm-hmm. And, and, and of course, we know it starts in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. There's a spirit at work. Mm-hmm. If you can't shake it, there's a spirit of addiction at work. Mm-hmm. And you just won't admit it. The denial comes from that spirit saying, you're good. Don't listen to them. They don't know it. You can control it. You can control it. You'll give it Only up when you want. by God. Mm-hmm. God gives us self control. That's one of the fruits of the uh, one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is self control. 
without that, bro, we don't have no control. Mm. We can't. Mm. We both know that mm -hmm. before God. Yes. We wilding out, bro. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that you've said that you've done besides the women and cheating, well, I dated a lot, but besides the cheating, I've, I'm right there with you. I'm like, I hear you because yeah. everything. Uh, and when you're talking about uh, how things taste, um, I said it on my last one, or actually I said it on chapter 13 with my mom. I, I did an altar call there too. And I was like, from, you know, at the end of it, I was like, you've been saved from here on out, you know, drinking's going to start tasting different to you. It's going to smell different. Things are going to smell different and taste different. And I was like, and what I mean by that is, and I just kind of like went into it and it does because the spirit, it doesn't like that. It doesn't want that. It doesn't want you to alter that. Whenever I was, uh, I gave up a year ago. Um, I never gave up drinking, but I gave up smoking, but I haven't drank in a year. I haven't smoked in a year. I recorded myself. Praise God. Praise God. That's the only way I could do it. So uh, I'm, I'm sitting there in the truck and this had been happening. It had been growing and growing and growing. It's like said, you know, give up vaping, give up vaping. No, I'm good. Give up vaping. No, I'm good. Give up vaping. No, I'm good. One more time. Oh, this is, I'm down to the last few puffs. I'll get rid of, you know, I'll stop next time. And then I'm at the corner store. It went for a while where I avoided corners. I avoided corner stores because if I seen a vape in the case, Hey, can I get that? You know? <laughs> and then what's crazy is that I would get the vape and it wouldn't work. That's God working. There you go. I would get a soda and it would be flat. That's God working. He don't want you to have literally like, he don't want you to have anything. Certain things won't work in your life. Like they'll be out of something and it's like, we're out of this beer. Well, it's not ironic that they're out of, or it's not irony that they're out of that beer. It's that, hey, they're out of your favorite beer because God's trying to talk to you and get you to stop drinking. And you're like, mm, I'll get another one. That's just, you know, people run out. It's like, nah, bro. That's God talking to you. That's that red flag right at the right at the beginning. Man. That's that red flag. That's that wisdom so, right there, that discernment. Straight up. So it's like, you know. So I, I what I did was, is I knew that smoking was my vice, right? I knew smoking was my vice, but um, I knew that I would like to drink, kind of like you when you smoked weed. You like to drink. Well, when I smoked my vape, I loved to have the drink. It complemented so well, right? Gave you an extra buzz, made you feel better. It made you feel. It made you stop thinking even more about what you are running from, right? Though for mm -hmm. me. Right. So I'm like, all right, if I can just give up smoking, I'm checkmating myself because I won't want to have a drink because if I can't even smoke, I don't want to, I don't even want to drink if I can't have my smoke. So I still have a video. I recorded myself of me hitting my last puff. And I said, Cedric, if you ever come to what I did was I made a vow mm. and I literally made a vow. But the reason why I made a vow was more than just the smoking. I made a vow because I eventually want to find my wife. Right. And God told me, Cedric, I have blessed you so much in your life and I've gifted you. I want to give you more, but I can't because you're not living for me. You're not disciplined right now because you're drinking, still living for yourself and you're smoking, still living for yourself. And you like these two things because you do it often. I don't drink that. I didn't drink as often, but vaping, I really vaped every day. I always I had it on it. me. Yeah, well, cigarettes even, you know, it was I like that for, yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. So cigarette, either I had cigarettes or I had vaping. It was one or the other, right? So it was like to prove to me that I can still give you blessings. I need you to give this up for me. If not, you don't have to. You don't have to. But let's see. Right. So 
I made that and I, I wanted to make a vow because I wanted to understand, I knew it was gonna get hard because I had already previously for five years had been living and giving up stuff for God, trying to really understand what it's like to live for God and be right, obedient right. to the spirit and obedient to God. So it came to this point and uh, I, I gave it up and um, because I wanted to learn what it was like whenever I do get married of what it's like when things get tough or things get rough or whatever, how I lean more on God and how I center my whole entire life around God. And this was just a step. Right. So I made a vow to it and I'll never do it again, ever. So what a vow, you make a vow to God, you, you got to abide by that vow. And so I did. And, you know, I, for a year now, I've been sober off of everything and, um, and it all started with my spirit having a disgust for these things. You just feel it. And then yep. you, you, some people just fight it forever and they make excuses for it. Or there's people around them, that the, the evil spirit comes into the people around you and talks through them to you and says, hey, you gonna finish that? Hey, get another one. Hey, you better not waste the money. It's like, nah, dude, that's, that's just him. That's the evil one, you know, trying to get to you. Exactly. Yeah. He sees a crack. He's gonna enter through it. Yeah. Or the devil ain't on me present, but a demon will enter through it. He ain't yeah. like God. But yeah, that, we we miss those things. You miss them. Yeah, we miss them. And they're they're symbolic signs of hey, get correct. Yeah. Before it wrecks you. your life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I yeah. think Ice Cube said it best, best bro. Check yourself before you wreck, wreck yourself. yourself. You ain't lying. Yeah, he ain't lying about that one. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna wreck you pretty hard, man. And then, but hey, everybody's on their own path and eventually, you know, like yeah. you're hearing this or whatever, they may turn over. Um, so when he, you know, one thing I watched in your podcast, so, so, or that, that podcast that you did that I love so much. And I was like, you said that, uh, drugs, you're like, yeah, I was, I was on, you know, I was, I had a, a, a drug addiction or I was hooked on a drug and you're like, it was women. I was like. I was thrown because not a lot of men realize that that is an addiction, man. It's it, yeah, women, it very, especially for men, you know, the distraction, the devil and evil will come into these women and put them in front of you constantly to keep you away from finding your real woman. Because what the point is of marriage and is that marriage is teaching us men how to have a relationship with like Christ. Well, that's what marriage is. So, you know, Christ is the uh, bridegroom and we're the bride. And then and, and he loves us unconditionally every day and we mess up every single day, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But it's always constant forgiveness. It's constant compassion. He never leaves us. He's always there for us. In return, how we follow Christ, we're supposed to in return give that to our wives. Yes. And be like that to our wives. You're not supposed to go around cheating, doing things. You're not supposed to be whatever. Um, sure, you're going to be tempted, but... You know, even Jesus Christ was tempted all the time, yeah. but you don't fall into that temptation exactly. and you're supposed to lead her and then she's over the family and whatnot and so on and so on. But it's, it's just so interesting to me because you said that you, you know, it was rough for you in your first, now when I was watching the podcast, you said that, uh, it was rough for you in the beginning yeah, with your marriage because of how I entered with the single mindset. I was, because before I met my wife, I was single for how long it was over six months dude i was single mm -hmm. and uh i hadn't done anything from being with that girl for five years yeah okay i would yeah i mm -hmm. uh did i yeah did i mess around after that relationship ended mm -hmm. yeah i i think i did one time but i immediately felt regret like i should not have done that like a shower of shame over yeah, you. yeah exactly it got to the point where I was you felt like, hot you I felt naked i felt you felt embarrassed I felt violated like yeah 
I just felt horrible. I was like, I cried. I think I cried myself to sleep, bro. I ain't even playing with you. I was just like, I no, felt so much shame. I feel you. And yeah. did I, in the beginning of my, my Christianity, my as a baby Christian, did I fall into temptation and give into a sexual sin again? I did. Yeah. And this is what blew my mind, bro, because then I experienced God's forgiveness because mm -hmm. I went to church after I did that. Mm -hmm. And I felt so much regret. And the, and, the, and the girl that I, you know, did it with was a Christian mm. and, uh, and it was actually my wife. <sighs> I gave into temptation before we got married. Okay. I, I put myself in that predicament. It takes two to tango, of course, mm -hmm. but I put myself in my predicament. I was alone with her, my fault. And I remember I felt so much regret and shame and I was like, I should not have done that. And you know, she's, she's a, she's a woman. I got to respect her. She's a, she's a mother. I'm like, I, I can't believe I did that. I, I started feeling so much shame. To the point where at work, I would even avoid her. We worked together and I avoided her. And I was like, I would feel so much hurt with myself. Like, I can't be like that towards her. I can't ignore her because I, you know, I did wrong. She's a child of God. Yeah. I, I you know, oh, we're all children of God. We all we are. Come to we God, just got to come to that realization. Come to that realization. Either but we do or we don't. When you realize it, you know, when people are judging and people are doing these things that you're disrespecting, judging and hurting children of God. You shouldn't yeah. be treating people like that, treating feel, each other like I that. I feel horrible. And yeah. I, I went to church. It was a Monday service. Uh, my boss, actually, I, I do pest control. Mm -hmm. Funny how I got to that after the whole roach thing, bro. God mm -hmm. led me into pest control industry. I've been <laughs> doing it for six years now. Um, Ain't that crazy? My boss was actually my pastor at one point. Okay. Yeah. He's, mm -hmm. he's a man of God. Terry yeah. Hickman. Awesome man of God. Yeah. Um, He had a Monday night service, and I went, mm -hmm. and I was trying to tell him, you know, what I did. And he was like, you don't got to do that, bro. God's already forgiven you. That's not who you are. Don't claim that false identity anymore. That's not you. That's not you. That's and not I what it says. I understand, but, like, mm -hmm. but you don't understand. He's like, no, I completely understand. Stop claiming that false identity. That's not you. Uh -huh. God's already forgiven that sin in advance. Mm -hmm. I'm like, forgive yourself, bro. So I'm at the altar. That they're, they're doing, the, you know, the we're worshiping at the altar. And this little old lady, and it's a trip because I think she was, like, around that hippie movement. Her parents named her Michael. Her name is Michael, mm -hmm. a female. Okay. She puts her hand on my shoulder. I'm already feeling like the regret, like, God, I'm so sorry. She put her hand on my shoulder. I turned around. She was like, Michael. I was like, yes, ma'am. She's like, you did something with another Christian you weren't supposed to do, didn't you? And I was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I was like that. You were watching? Nah. <laughs> you were there? No. She was. I was like, <laughs> she's like, God said he's already forgiven you, son. Now let yourself off the hook. As soon as she said that, I was just like, man, I walked further into the altar, into the presence of God, bro, mm. like right at the front of the stage and immersed myself. It is, I just freaking drowned up in his presence, bro. Like, thank you, Lord. Like, I'm sorry. Like, how could I miss that? You did forgive me. I got to, what makes a man righteous? I'm going to ask you that question right now. What makes a man righteous? I would feel like it would be abiding, having abiding in Jesus. I would feel like it'd be like abiding in God. That's what makes a man. But I don't know if it make, would be like an egotistic thing where he should say that I'm like really righteous, although you do have the right to claim that, but in Jesus's name you do. Okay. I, I mean. You want to tell you what, it, what makes a man righteous? I do. I heard this from another man. What makes a man righteous is when they get back up after they fail and they continue on. That's what makes a man righteous. Continuing. Kind of like Christ did. Yeah. When get he up, was on off, his way. Get up, up, get up off your knees. Get up off your face. If you face planted, dust yourself off and continue. 
Don't lay there in pity. Keep going. Hmm. That's what makes a man righteous. I never knew that until I, you know, because uh, I, you know, the cliche, the Bible, oh, uh, his righteousness is upon us. We are the righteousness of God. But what is righteousness? What makes a man righteous or a woman righteous when they get up off of that mess that they just got themselves into and they continue on? Like, just, all right, I, I forgive myself, God. You already forgave me. I'm going to keep on. There's consequences to, you know, we make wrong decisions. Yeah, there is. And that's something that we fail to realize or look at before we do it. Like if a man is married or a woman is married and, and they're getting enticed or tempted by another man or woman, what's the consequence of that? You're going to destroy your family for a few moments of pleasure. If I go and snort this line of cocaine, what's the consequence to me doing that? I'm opening the door for the enemy to come back into my life. This time, seven times stronger. And he's probably going to destroy me this time. Or I'm probably going to OD after I sniff that. That's what we got to ask ourselves, that question, when we do that. Just for those few moments of pleasure, it's not worth it. It's not worth feeling like God's left you when you give in to that temptation. It's not worth it because then you feel horrible because you didn't only cheat it on your spouse. You cheated on God. It's not worth it. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's this is what God gave me so I'm going to go ahead and drop it because I guess it's the time to do it now he gave it to me earlier at one point a few years ago I texted my wife this drug D-R-U-G acronym what it means is don't really understand God and that's why we do drugs that's powerful don't really understand God I sent her that she's like what do you mean she questioned me right off the bat I'm like no look at the capital letters right, right. don't really understand God. A drug is a artificial creation that the enemy has brought into this world by man to make you feel that what only God can truly give you through his presence. And we buy into it because it's so cheap and affordable. Mm-hmm. Regardless, I mean, yeah, people are like, oh, no, you don't understand, bro. Cocaine's expensive. Yeah, but it takes paper to pay for it. Mm-hmm. When God's it's so, you can't put a price on it, bro. You can't put a price on his presence. You cannot. It's a high that you'll never get come down from, bro. Because really, you're not getting high. You're getting low every time that you toke it or you snort it or you pop it. The drugs. You're getting low. You're not getting yeah. high. Yeah. You're low on this dirt still with me when you freaking blazed up. You feel high because that's what it's doing is you're jacking with your mind. Your mind. And that's where the devil controls you. And that's where he whoop, slips in. Yeah. And then that's it. You gave access for a demon or a foul spirit to come in and just become a blackout menace and do whatever the hell they want to do through you. No regrets. No regrets. Because you're not in control. Exactly. That's why they call it a controlled substance because you're giving it control. I think drugs even goes past that. Not even like we cocaine, bars, whatever. I think it could also be if you don't do any of that and you're like, no, I'm good. I don't do those drugs. Well, anger all of it there's just certain things that you anger could be a drug it could be something you get off on you like controlling and telling everybody what to do and lashing out and it makes you feel good yeah if it's not coming from a place of good that is considered pretty much probably a drug you get high off of that thing that's distracting you and not making you think right yeah manipulation Manipulation, domination mm -hmm. intimidation those are all forms of witchcraft that's yeah. everyday witchcraft, bro. We're all guilty of that. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't have to be a lady with the broomstick or casting a spell. Mm-hmm. You're practicing witchcraft. 
through those things mm-hmm. when you try to intimidate somebody because you're trying to break their character and control them and control them yeah monopoly and have yeah have a manipulation over yeah, their mind you're trying to you know move them like a chessboard right like, you're gonna move here because i want you to right you're not God. Who, and who, I know who, your who weaknesses, you and so I'm trying to mess with you because I know you like a puppet. if I could pressure you enough in the right spots that you'll do what I want you to you'll do. You'll pluck your strings to see which one is weak. Oh, this one's weak. Well, here we go. Mm-hmm. I got you. No. You know, uh, since you dropped that acronym, I wanted you to drop the other acronym that I heard, uh, ABCD. Oh, I knew you were going there, bro. I wanted it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so fellas, listen. And, uh, uh, this makes more sense for the fellas, really. Mm-hmm. Fellas, listen to this one, man. You want a woman of God, you don't want an A, B, C, D, which it stands for a beautiful, curvy distraction. Distraction, sorry. A beautiful, curvy distraction. Drop the lust of the flesh. Grab the woman of God. Don't grab the Kim K. Don't grab the Cardi B. Don't grab the the fake. Grab the real. If uh, a man is single and he's looking for his wife, let's say even if he's been lusting if he's been having uh, sexual immorality meaning like for people don't know that sex with a lot of partners if he's um even if he's not having sex with multiple women and he's just like hey i'm waiting like what what should he be looking for or what should men be looking for if whether they're saved by christ or not what what's the thing they should be looking for in a woman you want to always look, I mean, I, you can't, and some people say this, oh, you always look for, in your wife, what your mom was. Sometimes your mom's not present in your life, or sometimes your mom wasn't the best person towards you. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody gets that good motherly love that, you know, some, some encounter, some don't. Mm-hmm. Or some parents are never there because they're always working so hard to provide better, but they're missing out the true thing, which is to spend time with your kid. You're mm-hmm. missing time with your kid because mm-hmm. you're trying to stack racks on racks on racks, mm-hmm. but you're missing your kid grow up in the streets raising them. Right. I want to say you got to always, you have to, even if you say you don't believe and you're just a good person, even if you're a good person, you're not going to get into heaven. You can be the kindest person in this world and God can still look at you and say, depart from me. I never knew you because you never had a relationship with him. His son. You never accepted his son. You never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that's the only way. Because he's like, oh, I can just be good. I won't do drugs. I won't cheat. I won't steal. I won't, I won't, I won't do the Ten Commandments. You, you break one, even, you break them all, bro. You could even believe in God. You could even believe in God and not Jesus Christ. Exactly. You'll go to, you'll go to hell. Yeah, and that's how my my wife was that way. She said, "I always believed in God, but I just believed He was a silent Creator on a throne that spoke to no one." When anybody didn't even dropped Jesus, that's when she realized that the demons or the the spirits in her like, get out of here with that. I don't want to hear that. Are y'all judging me? Because my wife's, you know, tat, way tat, more tattooed up than I am. Mm-hmm. She thought they were um, judging her. Yeah. yeah, she thought that they were judging her based upon how she looked, how she dressed, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that. It was God was sending His servants, His messengers, to tell to tell His daughter that He loves her so much. Mm-hmm. But because we miss that, because we don't have discernment, because we're not walking in the spirit when we're led by the flesh, we think people are judging us. Mm-hmm. But so find find Christ. Find Christ. If you're not you a man of God, or exactly. if you're a woman, find <clears throat> Christ. But once they find Christ and they accept Jesus Christ, then. Well, this is this is the thing right here, man. You really can't love yourself if you don't know who love is. You can't. So we really have no business looking for love if we ourselves don't even know what love is or who love is because God is love. It's not love is love. It's God is love. 
it wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. It entered through this world, and he showed it and demonstrated it through Jesus Christ. That's why everybody knows John 3.16, but do they actually walk it out or believe it? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever will believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life with him. 17 goes on to say that God didn't send him here to condemn the world. He didn't, mm -hmm. but to save the world. Right. But because men love, men and women love darkness so much, they decided they want to dwell in the darkness because the light was too bright. <laughs> nah, it's not worth it. Mm. We've both been there. We know it's not worth it, bro. Mm -mm. It's a horrible life. <laughs> it's tiring. Yeah, it's, it's an exhausting. illusion. It is an illusion. It's an illusion. It's like Disney World. Mm -hmm. It's not going to always be like that. Eventually, that park's going to break down. Mm -hmm. And you rode that ride thousands of times. Yeah. You get bored with it. You've been in there. It's just boring now. Yep. And you're like, next. You want to go to the next thing. And then by then, hopefully you're not too old to where 10 years, 15, 20, 30, 60 years have passed by. And you realize, what have I done with my life? Yeah. And hopefully it only happens for a little bit. And you come to. Yeah. And you open up those blinders. You're no longer blind. You know? Um, so basically we should find if you're a single person you should find somebody who seek god in someone in their life and have that as a common denominator seek them yeah seek them for sure now i honestly believe god does send your right one, the right one to you he does but mm -hmm. it's if it's up to you if you're going to screw it up or not okay what do you mean he by that he sent me well for instance i uh even after i uh became a christian i tried to pursue my ex again Mm. It was sabotage, bro. There's no way. The, I tried to. The devil to. is a crazy character, dude. Yeah, he gave, and he gave me I don't me mean to laugh at it, but it's just like when you start realizing the game, it's just yeah. like you're like, this guy is around everywhere. He's, he's <laughs> relentless. That's what my pastor taught me. My he bishop, don't care, man, he bro. said the enemy is relentless. The problem is, is that the body of Christ, we ain't as relentless enough. We got to be as persistent. Amen. That's why it says the kingdom suffereth violence. And the violence taketh by force. We got to be those uh, militant-minded Christians Amen. and attack. But it's it's really God has the battle, but we're the vessels that he's going, He's doing it through. Amen. He needs his warriors. Exactly. And yeah. my wife said that it's crazy. Stand Joel, up. you, um, you know, me, me, I was, I got born again 2016. Really, I want to say 2017. It's because... Mm -hmm. I was introduced to a couple of lies and some religiousness. Okay. I wasn't accepted into the church that I went to because I, I didn't dress the same way they did. I didn't own a suit. Right off the bat, they threw it at me. You should go get yourself a nice suit. I'm like, bro. That's not it, though. That's the outer man. God looks at the inner man. You already made a mistake right there. Mm -hmm. So I'll go to church like this, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And my, it's like my, my bishop taught me. I'll invite the ones that come in with the fitted hats and the, and the, and the white tees because <laughs> they got to praise in them, too. Yeah. A big praise, sometimes yeah. bigger than the ones who are in suits. Just because you don't praise the way you praise, mm -hmm. but you're still giving God glory, man. You mm -hmm. can just straight up shout or you'd be stomping on that devil, bro. Mm -hmm. But just because you're not hands out, they'll eventually do that and surrender. But I was like, who are we to judge others like that in that mm -hmm. case? I mean, yeah, the Bible does tell us to judge righteously, mm -hmm. but God will show you personally if you need to move around from somebody. Mm -hmm. Maybe that person's not meant for you to sit under. Move on to the next one. Maybe you're not get. Maybe you're you're done drinking the milk, as in this case, you know. Usually they say infant Christians or baby Christians. Mm -hmm. You're drinking that milk, but then you move on to getting eating the meat and the potatoes and spitting the bone out. Mm -hmm. So maybe you got to move on from that, but don't bash somebody. Yeah, because you don't know God's purpose for that person or why He's using them. 
It could be somebody that brings them into the gate through Jesus just to get them through and then send them out to, in this case, a meteor church. Somebody mm -hmm. that's going to give you deeper revelation. Right. So, so people know their assignments. I'm sure he knows his own. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's that's the thing with, with people who, when they first bring people to Christ, they're trying to bring people to Christ. It's like, man, they immediately try to throw, give them uh, the meat of the word and try it's to like much. scripture and, it, and, and Bible thump them and like, Hey, do this, do that. And it's like, dude, you're, you're, you're ripping, you're ripping the root out before you can even let it take plant and get in there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're, you're undigging that. Root. Oh my you're God. It hasn't even been put in. Yeah. It hasn't even been put in. Like, do you yeah. even know who Jesus Christ is? That's over excitement. So yeah. For some, like I was guilty of that. I, I came, so I, I actually had a religious spirit in the beginning because of the people that I watched. My grandma introduced me to her generation of people, you know, like yeah. Jimmy Swagger. Uh, I didn't know about Joel Osteen already. Billy Graham. Uh, Billy Graham, uh, Kenneth Copeland, uh -huh. uh, Benny Hinn, people like that, older crowd. So I got introduced to that. So they dressed a certain way, acted a certain way. I started trying to replicate that because you talked about that earlier. Whatever you're watching or intaking, you try to somehow low-key be that way. Yes. So I'm over here judging my wife and my sister-in-law mm -hmm. based upon you know the church they're going to is what they needed. And I'm always saying, you got to stop doing this. You got to stop doing that. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not. They got to stop. God will let you know when you got to move on. Like when I was a baby Christian, I used to love this band called Deftones. So, I mean, shoot, I even got it tatted in my arm, bro. I loved them so much. The music was like an escape for me. But God finally himself asked me, would you give them up for me? I heard him clearly ask me that question. I was like, all right, Lord, I'll give it up for you. I never looked back to it, bro. Like. Yeah, you know, a couple of songs we play here and there because, you know, my oldest daughter plays them, ironically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> ironically. Yeah, this comes back. Yeah, yeah I got you. But yeah. it doesn't hit like that no more. But, but yeah, so he will remove what needs to go from you. He'll let you know when it's time to move on from it. It's not you got to do. It's come as you are. Yeah, the thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Because, you know, once you start doing it in your life, you're going to fail. Yeah. And, you know, you got to let the, you got to let God take over and lead. And yeah. he will. I heard Just that before. Surrender. Yeah. Surrender my, to like him. My dad told me, I'll come when I'm ready, son. Well, that's the thing. We'll never be, You'll we'll, never, we will never mm -hmm. be ready on no. our own. Mm -hmm. That's why this, the Lord says, come as you are. Come dress the way you dress. Come acting the way you act. That's all good and dandy. You don't have to be perfect to come to him. No. He don't want you. He's perfect. If you're perfect. We're not. Yeah. We're made in his image and likeness. Yeah. Yeah. But he is the only perfect one. And yeah. Christianity has been painted so, so bad in America. The Western church is painted so bad to where we're like a religious cult. Yeah. True Christianity is followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter how you talk. Not everybody sounds intellectual. Sometimes you got to come at them street. Sometimes you got some, hey, yo, man, Jesus Christ is Lord. You, you feel me? Mm -hmm. You dig? Mm -hmm. <laughs> this guy went to this men's group. He says, you don't, he's like, you know, you don't go up to somebody like it's uh Dang, what's that like blood in, blood out or something? Tell him, like, yo, you've been washed by the blood of the lamb. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, bro, y'all are ridiculous in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, funny because yo, yeah. you got to you gotta speak to people in a way that they understand. And, and see, that's when, God will give it to you that way. Yeah. He'll and, let you know. Yeah. Yeah. If you're speaking into them to a way that they don't, they're not going to receive it, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're all like decked out, dressed out, and you're speaking all proper, you know, they're going to think, do I have to be like that? Do I have to change completely to be like that? It's like, no, dude, there, there is a you in there that is going to just become you. 
Yeah. It's your walk with God. He made you that way for a reason. So if if you're a metalhead and you can't give up the metal, you got the gauges and the piercings and everything, Mm -hmm. God will send you to that crowd. And you can be like, bro, bro, Jesus rocks, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there you, you go. never know. My wife's there encountered the group when they came through, through her job. And yeah. they were like, hey, hey, man, he's right. I pray for you, bro. Uh, my wife's like, no, you know, I'm good. You know, she was, you know, she, and they came up to somebody. Like, you know, you know, Jesus Christ, they were being themselves because that's how God wired them to be. Yeah. They're for that crowd. Because like we said, you said a while ago, we're not going to always have the Armani exchange on or the nice express suits or I'm, see, I don't even know about suits, bro. So Me neither. But see, no. you're not going to always be looking that way. Yeah. Some people will look that way. Okay, that's fine. That's for that crowd. God has different vineyards, uh, different places in, in his vineyard. And he'll have his soldiers at, you know, wherever he needs to plant them at. Mm. And we're going to look how we need to look because God's going to have us look that way. Amen. So if you want to go wearing a fitted and a, a tee and some shorts, rocking your J's or your Nikes, whatever, that's who God's put you around. Maybe yeah. you're a foot soldier in the streets. Maybe you're a street apostle, street evangelist. That's yeah. who God got you speaking to the broken and lost in the streets. Because ultimately, the church buildings are supposed to be hospitals for the broken and lost. Mm. That's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be, uh, oh, I just invested $2 million in this building. Mm-hmm. I got brand new carpets, and I just shampooed them. Take off your, your shoes, please. Mm-hmm. No. You saw that in Jesus' revolution. Yeah. They're getting the carpet dirty with their feet. Yeah. They're dirtying the shag carpet. Yeah. <laughs> what did he do? He did a simple act like Jesus did. He washed his his disciples feet that's beautiful it was beautiful yeah because he was showing like you know your serve a servant servanthood is is key bro when it comes to discipleship because mm-hmm. you need to know how to serve before you lead mm-hmm. you can't jump and be like all eyes on me like tupac no sir god's mm-hmm. eyes are on you we saw that in the movie where that was having a mistake when he said i did all this it's like oh you did he's like yeah ego it's like nah you you haven't done any of this that's a lot of thing with men you know we think that we did yeah old well i say men but like it's just men but i find the encounter with older gentlemen like older men you know it's like you know i do this i provide i do i'm this it's just like man when i start hearing a lot of i i i you need to you need to replace that bro with with god so that's why everybody always tells me like you know how you, it's like god is working on it god's doing this for me because yeah. I, I don't want to claim it because once i claim it no it's you're, already you're, you're taking the glory that belongs to him it's already immediately going to be ruined yeah yeah no I, I believe we're supposed to do this i believe that we're supposed to you me joel and god's just going to put more people in line as we go i know it because He's just put it on my heart, but um, it's healthy. It's good because people aren't. It's, it's just a way that people aren't. It's just coming at like you said, a different venue. It's a different way. Yeah, you know, exactly. I'm not at a church. I'm not a priest. This may be a little unconventional. I like to. They're gonna be goofy. I like to call myself an entrepreneur for Jesus. Okay. Because I'm an entrepreneur with what I do with everything else in life, and then it's like, well, you know what? I'm gonna do it a little bit unconventional with this and this may be the way to come at people differently not even come at them but just let them know it's a no matter what you are who you are that's whatever it's 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 not what goes in the person right that defiles them is what comes out of the person that defiles them out of the heart and if your heart's good your heart's pure it don't matter how you look if somebody's telling you to get out of their church or told you one day to get out of their church because you're not dressed right, that's not the church for you. It's exactly. not that God's not for you. It's not God's not for you. It's that the church is not for you. Exactly. Go to another church. Yeah, that's or religion. 
nonsense denomination. I don't like denominations. Like I know people are like quick to be like, "Oh, I'm a Baptist." Or, I don't I'm like denominations I don't, either. I, to me, denominations are abomination because it's a man-made theology. You didn't agree with somebody. Oh, you're going to First Baptist Church. Oh, I don't agree with you. All of a sudden, a Second Baptist Church pops up around the corner because you had a disagreement. When the churches, church buildings are not a perfect place. Mm -hmm. They are a man-made structure for you to serve with other believers. Mm -hmm. Don't for, forsake the gathering of the saints. Come together. Bro, you can have church with just three people at a house, man. Mm -hmm. You can have a service, a Bible study. Where Get intimate with God. Where two or more are gathered. I'm yep. in there. I'm in the midst. He's there. Mm -hmm. You can do it that way. You are a church. We are the church. Yeah. The body of Christ is the true church. And if he's in you, then that's the body of Christ and that... Is you got the that church. spiritual pulpit in front of you, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So a lot of people think that a church is yeah a physical place. Yeah. It's not. It's you. That's it's why I, I didn't agree with that song that uh little John Ice Cube in the release. What was it called? Go to church. If you're scared, go to church. Uh -uh. Nah, bro. That's not if you're scared. Go to church. You need God because you're gonna be scared of what's gonna come in the end. Mm -hmm. If you don't know God, if you don't know Jesus. You should be very afraid, man, because the wrath of God is being stored upon you. That is truth. That is true. Like, like straight up, that's the definition of scary. The wrath of God upon you. Don't even worry about uh, and the defeated enemy already. The wrath of God on you. So that song was just straight. That was a mess, bro. Yeah. I haven't heard it. That was an old song. It came out like in eighth grade, freshman year. Yeah. If you're scared, go to church. Yeah. Nah. That, this is talking about the street life, you know, dope mm -hmm. and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Nah. Yeah, you should be scared. And it's, you know, a lot of people think that you have decision when it comes to life. Because you have. You have the right to decide. But when you die, there's going to be someone who decides for you. And you should decide for yourself now that, like, you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because that's the only way that you can for sure instill where you're going. If you don't do that you that <laughs> it's biblical but you there's a place for that yeah you know and um and it doesn't have to be that way it it's doesn't just, have to be that way choice by you you're, simply not accepting yeah. leaving yeah your life being you know you being in the bars for however many years you've been in the bars for you smoking hanging out with friends you cheating around on your wife your girlfriend um having sexual morality doing all these things it's not it's it doesn't have to be that way <laughs> That's not the answer. And obviously you keep doing it because you're not finding the answer, yeah. you know, and, and you're stuck in a cycle. You're stuck in a cycle and it's, yeah, yeah it's going to keep having maze. Same, it's the same game, different players. Yeah. All the time, you know, different yeah. bar, different this. And you, you have to keep looking for like, the reason why you go to a different bar is because you wanted a new excitement of a yeah. place, a different atmosphere, a atmosphere. And it's like, but that's not, but the structure is you're at another bar, bro. And you're doing the same thing, having the same conversation, the pink monkey for the gray panda. Yeah. And it's, the same thing yeah, yeah. but uh they come to christ and he fulfills you with everything you know he get, he makes you high he makes you um feel drunk you know you shouldn't be around friends that are making you have to drink in order for you to feel better exactly. in order for you to feel like i always go with these friends because they make you get drunk with them we get high with them because y'all are trying to you know Escape. It's a pity and, party and, of everybody broken together and trying to stay stuck. Yeah. Because they don't know what else to do. And you're in this group think of this, this horrible group think of agreement 
you shouldn't be there, you yeah, know. It's and just, um, it's ignorance, and ignorance is only you just don't know yet. People yeah. use ignorance in a, in a very rude way, but ignorance is just when you just do not understand and know yet. Yeah, that's all it is. That's why the Lord says, "My people will perish for lack of knowledge." It's true. If we yes. don't know, we're gonna miss it. Yeah, but now you know. Yeah, especially if you watch this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now you know. Um, Again, raw on said Saturday. <laughs> What's up? I said we're getting raw and said said today. That's good. I want to keep it coming too. Yeah. I want to keep it coming because you know I, I've, I've I've I appreciate everyone who has been watching and they have been reaching out. I had someone I posted on TikTok. I don't have TikTok. Me didn't either. have it. I only have a Facebook. Just shit. but I just downloaded it. Reason being is because I was thinking like, you know, I'm not gonna call his name out, but there's this real famous guy who's on TikTok. And he's on YouTube and, um, you know, I was eating the other day and his shirt came in and it said professional raw dogger. Right. And so those that know who he is, y'all know who he is and there's no knock to him or whatever. Right. But when your shirt says professional raw dogger, he has no idea what kind of seeds he's sowing by having that. And dude, there was a bunch of young kids that were coming up to him and taking pictures with him. He's very known in the area. He's from the Houston area. Mm. and um it's it, my spirit was immediately just like he was sitting right next to me he was right behind me and i was just like i didn't discernment of like wow how is that he's getting so many attraction from something so negative so it's like with this it is getting traction i put i was like you know what? i'm gonna get a tiktok then so i get a tiktok i started putting reels up on tiktok a couple people on the comments i don't know them they literally commented and said, I love Jesus, Jesus forever, stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, like, hey, we're about to shake this movement. Like, we're going to get it. We're going to get it going. We're going to preach the streets, whatever it is, you know, and and be his soldiers, be his warriors, because if not us, then who will do it? You know, somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Somebody's got to pick up the cross for him and do it. Yeah. And um, I complained about this yesterday. Was it a couple of days ago? I put a post on Facebook. I said, uh, and I heard it in a song, but I was like, no, it's, it's it's truth. Like we send all these missionaries, the American church overseas, but we miss the the, the ghettos, the hoods over here. <laughs> the U.S. hoods need missionaries. Absolutely. But we keep sending all of our troopers out overseas. overseas. Yeah. And missing the the war that's going on at home, the yeah. spiritual warfare at home. And don't get me wrong, they need it too, right? Yeah. Don't, how about? We work on home. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean my, we work my at pastor home comes from probably the most violent neighborhood in, in Houston and Sunnyside. Mm -hmm. And he has a heart for the people. And I drove through. One time the Lord let me go through that neighborhood driving. And I'm just like, there's such close family, tight-knit community, mm -hmm. but just so much violence. And I'm like, man, dude, that, they, yeah, everybody needs Jesus, bro. We all do, but we got to impact the community correctly. We got to let God lead us and stop being afraid. Yeah, there you go. And stop pick up afraid. the the assignments that some of the the American church buildings are afraid to pick up mm -hmm. because they don't. Uh, they're afraid to go in speaking Christianese, and all they know is hood. Mm -hmm. Like, what you talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need to go in there, militant minded, driven by driven by the Holy Spirit, and just. Share the gospel, share Jesus, share love. Not religion. Not religion, bro. Because religion. No one needs religion. Nobody needs religion, bro. Straight up. They need Jesus. That's why that company's called, I ain't going to say the name now, but you ain't yeah. going with that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> they don't need yeah. they don't need religion. No one does. Religion is wrong actually. Mm-hmm. It's Jesus that is correct. It's the only way. Right. Relationship over religion, bro. Abs heck yeah, bro. That's yeah, that's it's a good bit right there. Yeah. <laughs> but um do you have any before we wrap it up, do you have any uh last words that you'd like to, you know, like a message that you like to give to the people or um well, I mean, hopefully you, you'll, you'll, you I believe in, in Jesus name that you will watch this entire podcast all the way through. But if you want to try to fast forward through it, rewind it, however you're going to work it, just come as you are to Christ, put the hurt down. Do not allow anything from your past, hold you back. Just come as you are. Don't worry about how you sound. Don't worry about how you look. Don't worry about. Any of that mess. What you've done. Or what you've done. Don't let none of that hold you back. If if God can save me, if God can redeem me and said, he can redeem anybody. If God can redeem the most violent man on this planet and turn him around from son of Sam to son of hope behind bars, God can redeem anybody. Anybody. Nobody is unreachable. Nobody is unlovable. Amen. That's that's what I got to say to you. So come as you are and choose Jesus. That's the best advice I can ever do is try tell you is try Jesus because he will never let you down like that drug did. Mm-hmm. Or like people will. Or people. It or happens. the alcohol. Or alcohol, anything. Yeah. You're going to get hung over. You're going to come get dehydrated. You'll never have a crash with Jesus, man. Mm-hmm. You're always up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the up and up. Glory to glory. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where can they reach you at? So I, the only thing that my wife and I, we have a, a joined uh, Facebook account uh, on Facebook. It's Michael Jessica Gonzalez. Uh, that's pretty much it. I'll, I'll post videos at times when God prompts me. I don't like doing it for any type of selfish gain. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to, you know, if God puts something in my heart, I'll share it. So sometimes I'll, I'll share inspirational videos or I'll just keep it raw. I mean, that's just how God wired me. Mm-hmm. I got to keep it raw. Uh, that's that's really it, man. Um, I don't have any other way besides that. Cool. Uh me uh we're gonna so if you're so if you've been watching the video and you feel it you've been feeling like this movement of like man that was me man that is me man uh i'm doing that now or you know been there. whatever i've been there or like you know maybe not all of it or maybe we haven't even touched it but maybe if there's something that you're like i know in my heart that i shouldn't be doing this and that I haven't accepted Jesus Christ. I don't have anything in my life. I don't have something that's, you know, you, you feel lost. You, you're, you are, maybe you hung over watching it, you know, and you feel like there's a better way. Well, there is a better way. And, and that's in our, your Lord and Savior, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, um, if you don't know where, like if you die in the next five minutes, which if you think about that, it, you never know when your time is. None of us know when our time is. So if you were to die in the next five minutes or someone you know were to die in the next five minutes, do you know where you would spend eternity at? Do you know where you would spend the rest of your life after this at? Because there is a place. Um, so I'd like to give you an invitation um, to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So just repeat this after me. Uh, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. I make you my Lord and Savior. And you have been saved. And I'm happy for you. And 
Jermichael is too. We all are. God's happy for Amen. you. The angels and welcome to the family. Welcome, and you're gonna feel great. And you know, reach out to me. Uh, I don't know if I've ever gave out my Instagram, but it's uh, said x said. So C E D X S A I D. Reach out to us, and uh, you know, it's you're a new. Yeah, welcome to the family. Yeah. And we love you. <laughs> We're happy we for you because man, it's a beautiful feeling. Oh yeah. It really is. Most definitely. Um, but yeah, man, thank you for coming on, Mike. Yeah, uh, of course, bro. We have you on again whenever yeah. the schedule is. I don't care. You know, this is what I do. So uh, love yourself so that you can go love someone else and uh, and bring somebody else to Christ. Yep. All right. Thank you for watching. Peace. All right. Cool, Mike. Appreciate you.